The boys are back at it again. Tristan Spanford is joining us, and we're dropping those predictions for the Rutgers versus Golden Gophers game this weekend. Drop your prediction thoughts in the comments, but let's get it going. Hey, you are no locked on Golden Gophers. No what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. I want to hear the score predictions down in the comments. I want to know who's going to be the player of the game. Answer those thoughts in the comments. If you like what you're hearing, if you like today's guest, be sure to hit like on the YouTube video and follow wherever you get us on podcast. Find us at Locked On Golden Gophers. But wait no further. Let's dive in with Tristan Span Ford. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got Tristan Span Ford back with us again today. I've been getting comments all week last week. Where's Tristan? Why isn't he on this predictions episode? You had me on blast, man. They were not having it. So happy to have you back. I'm sorry. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. We were we were all over the place. The youngest was headed to Penn State. and He got home and nothing was packed. So the house was chaos. So I had to back out. I'm so sorry. I will do my best to be here. <laughs> the fans, they want you. They don't want me. I'm just here to talk and fill time. They're waiting for you. Because I do a great job of making people think that they know what they're talking about. Because I clearly <laughs> do that. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have to, we have a lot to catch up on. Because we haven't done an episode together since prior to the Illinois game. Which means we've suffered two losses since we had you on last time. And... What are your thoughts, man? What are your thoughts, feelings, concerns? Talk to the people. I'm not I'm not panicking. I'm not pushing the panic button. Are things not exactly where I had predicted them to be? Yes. But, I mean, I think there's a lot of positives to look at. You know, obviously, Ethan looked good. I mean, it was a loss, and he threw a couple of picks, but I wasn't mad at the picks. You know, he's throwing the ball downfield, so the future is bright. Uh Obviously, we'll always have that one drive last week. The Mo goes over 100, Brev with a couple of catches and a touchdown. We'll always have that drive. But, you know, I'm not going to push the panic button. I'm still in the boat. We got to roll. I mean, it's it's not over. It's not over till it's over. And even still, the West is, I mean, apparently nobody wants to win it. But somebody's got to. <laughs> Well, Illinois might want to win it. They're out there playing for real, but everybody else is definitely a question mark in that area. And, you know, you're right. It isn't time to panic. Now, if we don't win the West, yes, it's disappointing. But at the end of the season, if the Gophers get it together this weekend and go on a string, you run the table, you win your rivalry games. If you tell me at the end of the season, the Gophers brought Floyd home, they kept the ax home and they finished nine and three. I'm not going to say they had a bad season. Now, do I want that West? Yes, absolutely. But still, it's not a bad season. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's always You win a bowl game and it's double digits. That's double digit wins again. Like, 
Yeah, I I agree. It's not it, it's not over until the until the season's over. There's no reason to to be bailing and you know, it, it it just feels like there's still a lot of football to be played and this is still the same team even though they haven't played up to par as they did those first four games, you know, whoever they were playing. But it's still the same team and these are the same guys, you know, where injuries aren't really through the roof. So these are the same guys and they can, you know, they can grow and get back and play more football. You know, we can still make something happen. Yes. And you said it, the injuries aren't crazy, but they are actually applicable if you think about it. And I didn't think about it too much until recently. You think about Purdue, we missed Mo. Then the next game, we were missing Chris Armand Bell still, and it played a big factor because we couldn't really pass the ball. Then you look at the next game, and we're missing Tanner Morgan. I mean, even though we haven't had a lot, there have been injuries that have hampered this team in general, and it's a next-man-up mentality, and you're getting looks at younger players that are going to need to step up over the years. Speaking of those younger players, you kind of already touched on it a little bit, but what are you thinking about, Ethan Kalik Menace? What are you liking about what you're seeing? Um, he can move. He can run. You like to see that. What were your thoughts on Ethan? I especially going into your first start in, you know, I know there was a there was a wrong thing stated on TV, but your first start in, you know, how long um, at Penn State during a whiteout game, the composure that it would take, you know, to run an offense that, you know, you've you're taking second string reps for how many years he's been here. That showed a lot of maturity to me. I think there's you you got to be excited to watch him and he does composure in the pocket even when it starts to collapse he's like all right i gotta go gotta go and he's right. out of there and and the balls he was throwing he throws a really nice ball they I, that's why i said about those those interceptions they were downfield and and i don't mind that i don't i don't like the i, I don't mind the i'm gonna take a shot you know like like i'm gonna let give my receiver a chance and watch and see if he goes and gets it Right. And that's the key words there, too, because two of the three interceptions that he's had in the two games he's played, the receiver didn't go up and get it. They either gave up on the play or fell and lost their footing on two of those three. So, I mean, you can't really put it up on him because, again, he was giving them an opportunity to go up and win it, which we haven't seen with Tanner. Tanner's a different type of thrower. They're both different play styles. And that's not to say that one is better than the other play style wise, but Tanner is more of a, he has to see it open or throw it open. Whereas Ethan will give a guy a chance to jump up with a 50, 50 ball because he knows he can place it in the right spot for that receiver to have the advantage or the higher ground. So definitely different play styles from these quarterbacks. Exactly. I think, I think you're, you're dead on there. Like they, they do play different, they play different styles of football and they both have their, their, their promising aspects about them. And I think Ethan being, you know, the next guy up, it's just it's some it is something to definitely be excited about. Right. All right. Last thing before we jump into our over unders and our predictions, that 2023 schedule, man, it released. I know you and me were chatting about it the other day, but what do you think about that bad boy? The 2023 schedule, though, all I could think about is. All I could think about is when I saw it, thinking about where we were three weeks ago before these last few losses in my mind, I was like college football playoffs because <laughs> there's no way we play that schedule and play well after the game. This was, this was when we were four and oh, 
if we were going to play and, and actually go 10 and 10 and 0 this year, that schedule, you cannot keep us out of college football playoffs if we play that well. That <laughs> is a battle. That is a battle. We won't have to hear about they haven't played anyone next year. Exactly. That was my first thought as well. <laughs> You're not going to hear anybody say they didn't play anyone playing UNC, who's ranked right now, Louisiana Lafayette, who consistently usually only loses one or two games a season, has taken down Iowa State's and other Appalachian State ranked teams. So yep. definitely can't hear that next year. And if you do, I mean – it's just haters at that point. Like tune that tune those folks out. They don't know what they're talking about anymore, <laughs> but it's going to be a doozy. It could be a fun one and it could really show what the future of this program is. I mean, hopefully fans won't freak out in panic if we lose closer games, but the biggest thing is being in those games, putting up fights with Michigan, with Ohio state, with UNC. If you can stay in those games and show your competitive with a younger quarterback, with new running backs coming into the system, and then younger pieces on the defense having to step up, that's that's a huge growth area to see where your program is at over these years. I agree. I think it's a big thing, too, it's, as far as even recruiting goes, because, you know, next year, if, if we go out with the, you know, somewhat young team, and and we compete with Michigans, and we compete with Ohio State's, yeah, like, are we going to blow them out? Probably not, but I think if these recruits are seeing like, you know, that these guys are putting up a fight and there is a big aspect of crowd involvement. I mean, from what from what the Gopher games, from what I've heard, you know, four or five years ago before Fleck got here, they're not as rowdy as they are now. And we we kind of are are still growing into that that fandom and that atmosphere. But you get recruits down there and watching us compete against these you know, top level Big Ten teams and the crowd is is rocking, like that's gonna make guys want to come here. You're gonna you get a lot of lot more recruits that way, I think. For sure. It definitely there'll be more eyes on those national games too, because you'll probably see more prime time television television spots for some of those games. So we might have more eyes on it, more recruits looking at it. And again, if you can compete in those games, not even necessarily have to win them. Now, if they win them, yes, more power to you. We'll love it. We'll take it. I'm not going to complain about that. But as long as you're competing down to the wire up until the fourth quarter final frames, people are going to notice and take notice of that and see the program growing. Now we could go on and on about the 2023 schedule. And I'm sure we'll talk about it again at some point, but we got to get to the over-unders. Oh yeah. First, we're going to talk about our friends over at Underdog. It's the easiest place to play fantasy football when it comes to the college football season. So Tristan, what we're going to do here is I'm going to pick five lines and all you got to do is pick over under and it's not going to be about the gopher game because those numbers haven't been updated yet but we're going to talk about the penn state versus ohio state game so i'll just list five you say over under cj stroud 314 passing yards over or under uh over he's having a year he's 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 trying to make a statement for that hiding run all right marvin harrison jr 88 uh receiving yards higher or lower Let's go. I'm going lower. All right. And then the other receiver on Ohio State, Emeka Igbuka, 75 yards higher or lower? Higher on him. 
All right. And then you got Sean Clifford, Penn State's quarterback, 229 passing yards, higher or lower? I'm going to go lower. I like Ohio State's defense. All right. The last one, Nick Singleton, the running back for Penn State, 52 rushing yards, higher or lower? Higher. Higher on him. I think he's... And just like that, folks, I throw $5 down. If we win this bet, we're coming back with $100. It's that simple. So you've heard us pick them right here, and you see the process. All you have to do is go and download the Underdog Fantasy app. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states. You just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they will finish higher or lower it's the easiest way to play fantasy games out there and you can sign up with promo code locked on one word and underdog will double your first deposit of up to a hundred dollars so if you put a hundred dollars down they'll give you another hundred that's two hundred dollars right in your account all you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use promo code locked on one word today all right, so over-unders, it's time, and I have an update from our last game. Now, I haven't got the full total. I've got every week we've done together except for week one. So by next week, I'll have it all ready for you, and it's pretty close. I can tell you right now that you won week. You won the Western Illinois week, or no, we tied the Western Illinois week. You won the Michigan State week. We tied the Purdue week, and then I really beat you down in the Illinois week. <laughs> Did not so close in the Illinois week, you were over five in the over-unders. That one was a rough one for you. I was three for five. And I remember I was picking solely against you on some of those just to really <laughs> spice up the numbers. I was giving Illinois no predictions wise you went one for six and I went four for six. I got real lucky on that because those were just some Hail Marys. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't <laughs> skill by any means. But we got new predictions today, a whole new slate, and it's been pretty tight overall. So over under the first one, Mo Ibrahim, 115.5 rushing yards, over or under? You already know what I'm going to answer. It's going to be over. It's got to be over. It was always over. It's going to be. You know, last week, that's we always have that drive. He goes over, he goes over a hundred every week. And at that point, it did feel like, you know, we got to get him over and then let's get him out of the game. But that's fine. That's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go under. I think he's cracking a hundred. I think he is breaking that Ezekiel Elliott 15 straight games. I think we're good there. But I think he's going to stay under 115 because I do think Rutgers is going to sell out to stop Mo. I think they're really good at scheming to take away something. I talked about it in a show earlier this week that when they played Ohio State, they focused on the passing game. They held C.J. Stroud to 154 yards, I believe. That was the first time he's been held under 280 yards all season. And so they're pretty good at scheming out one, one player, and their rush defense is sixth in the nation right now. So... I think as far as breaking that 100 yards again and keeping the streak going, I think it might come down to the wire, though. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter where Mo breaks it out and we make it happen. But I'm going to go the under on this one. All right. All right. The next one, I didn't put a quarterback's name because I still don't know who's starting yet. But the (laughs) starting quarterback has 180.5 passing yards over or under. And that's ours or for Rutgers? our quarterback. Ours. Okay. I was going to say, um, 180. What did Ethan have last week? 
175. I want to go over. I want to go over, and that could be just because I want to. I'm an overs guy. I'm a big overs guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just. I. I I think we get the ball. We get we get um we get Dalen back this week, correct? I yep. believe we get Dalen yep. back this week. You know, we a little bit more of a full receiving core. I think I think he makes it happen if it is Ethan and we know what Tanner can do too, and that's definitely doable for him. I'm gonna match you here. I'm going over as well. I think to win this game, we have to be over 180 passing yards. Have to, especially if I'm saying that Rutgers is going to do everything it can to sell out to stop Mo. We have to pass the ball in order to open it up for Mo and be in this game. So I'm going over as well on that one. Now, the next line is, will the Gophers get over a half of a turnover? So if you pick over, that means they get one turnover or more. If you pick under, that means no turnovers. What are you thinking? Uh, We've been in a turnover drought as of recently, correct? When was our last turnover? It's got to be – I don't think we had one against Illinois, correct? Or do we, we have didn't one have one quarter? against Illinois, but I can't remember if we had one. We did have one against Penn State. Justin Wally had an interception. Oh, in the, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, I th- I think I'm, I'm, com- I'm confident doing the over on this one too. Um, you know, if we were able to do it – able to get one against Penn State, I don't see an issue with Rutgers' offense as – I think this is a good – I just – I'm feeling good. This is a good bounce-back spot for us. This is a good get-right game for us. It has so, to be. It I'm has to be, or this is going to be <laughs> really a very sad season indeed. But I'm going over with you on this one. I should have put the line at one and a half. I think that would have been a little harder to decide. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go over with you here as well. Now, the next one is the Gophers will score over 17 and a half points. So over is 18 or more under 17 or less the gophers have not passed 17 in the past three games that makes me want to say they're going to do it again or they're going <laughs> to go over that. and I, I hate to be just overs but i don't see i I, ju- I just don't see rutgers is obviously not the same level but they they do look good this year I, i'm not going to take anything away from them um but i think i think this week is going to be we're going to handle them so i'm going to go over 17 and a half I am going to go over as well. We're matching up too much here, but right. I'm going to do it because <laughs> Iowa managed to put up 27 points on Rutgers. So I feel like if Iowa can do it, everybody can, right? You know, yeah, but- I mean, I know Iowa had some defensive touchdowns in there, but we didn't say offensive points only. We just said over 17 and a half points. So hopefully our defense can punch <laughs> it in as well. All right. Two more over-unders, then we'll move to predictions. The first is, will the defense have one and a half sacks over or under? I'm going to go – I haven't watched a lot of Rutgers, but I'm going to say under on this one. We broke the streak, folks. We did it. That's just what I'm trying to – said under. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm trying to do. We have one. We're going to get one. And if they want to go over, that's fine, too. I'll be wrong. I'll take, <laughs> we'll I'll take the L if I have to. <laughs> right, right. We'll respect it if they take the over. But I'm I'm with you on the under. Our pass rush, man. If there's any concern I've had with this Gophers team overall, now I know we've had some struggles. I know people would probably say the receivers. I'm not super panicked about the receivers. I think the talent is there. It's just 
I think we need to have some tweaks in how we're trying to get the ball in the receiver's hands. Mm-hmm. As the pass rush, man, the pressure has been non-existent to me. And it's it's a concern. It's a big concern. I would not be surprised to see that be a heavy look in the portal is potentially yep. looking at edge rushers or people that can add pressure to the quarterback. So I'm going to go under here as well. The final over under is the Gophers will hold Rutgers to under 300 total yards over or under. Now, what I, this one, I can go with the under and I, I feel the same way about our, our, our rush, but I really don't think, I think our defense is going to, is going to tighten things up this week because the same way we feel the importance of this game and 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 where it guides the rest of the season, I think they do too. And and Rossi's going to have them tuned up and and they're going to be back. So I'm going to go under 300 is too many yards. That's too many to give them. My heart tells me to match you, but I'm not. I'm going to pick the over and I'm going to say it's slightly over. And I don't know if it's garbage time or what. I haven't watched this Rutgers offense yeah, enough to know what they can do, but I don't think it's a whole lot. Maybe that's some disrespect to me. They can show me I'm wrong this weekend if they really want to, but I'm going to take the over just slightly, just slightly, like 310 yards, just a <laughs> pass at the end or something. It's right there. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's talk about some predictions. And as always, we're hitting the final score of the game. What do you got? Actually, I'm going to go first. I yeah. make you go first yes. all the time. And it's a lot you know of pressure. I can, I can let you follow this time. Less <laughs> pressure on you. So I am going to say the final score of this game, as much as it's been a struggle for the Gophers to score, I think they come out with 27 points this week. And I think Rutgers finishes with 18. Very weird score. Very a, that weird might, score. That might be a score, Gami. That might be but, a score, Gami. 27-18 is what I'm going with. <laughs> um, I actually was thinking about it too, and that's it's similar to what I want to go with. Um, I see I see Rutgers scoring less points than that. Again, haven't watched our offense, but I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go 14 to 32. But it's basically because I think we score a touchdown at the end after Rutgers is kind of like, yeah, we're this game's over. So 32, thirty-two might be a tough one. I don't know if that's a good football number for you, but is it? Yeah, that's somewhere around that. We'll, we'll somewhere we'll, around we'll, that. We're just trying to get close, folks. We're not <laughs> yeah. we're not crystal balling it over here and getting that. We don't know exact how many score. how many field goals will get kicked. We don't know. <laughs> He's relying on a safety. We're going to be at thirty, and then they're going to sack in on that safety. And we're going to be 32. So there you go. I bet you make some money on the underdog over one safety in a game. Too. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. So looking at the offensive side of ball, who is your player of the game for the offense this week? Uh, like we said, we don't know who the quarterback is, but I think it has got to be whoever is taking snaps this week. We really have to, whoever, whether it's Tanner, you know, he's got to really get back and solidify himself as, hey, I'm the guy. Like, let's let's go out and handle business. And if it's Ethan, he's got to do the same thing and really take the reins and be like, okay, like, this is my team next year. This is my team. You know, I'm, 
and really step up and say, you know, I'm not just the young guy, I'm I'm the guy, you know. So I think it's whoever's taking snaps. I know that doesn't really answer the question, but we need big quarterback play this week, I think. On that note, if Ethan starts out there, I want Ethan to ball out to the point where he's trying to say this team's my team now. You said this team's my team in the future. I hope he balls out so hard that he has to call it into question. That's that's a good problem to have. Exactly. It really is. I still got respect for Tanner and everything he's done here, all the records he's set and the great leader he is. But I hope if Ethan gets that opportunity that he absolutely just shines with it. That being said, my offensive player of the week, you're going to like this one, is Brev. I'm going Brev. I've been on a kick all week. I asked in the pressers about Brev. I just, we got to get the man the ball. I know fans have been saying it. I know other media members have been saying it. The Big Ten Network talks about, oh, this guy is a freak, 6'7", 270. They should be getting more. (laughs) You don't say. You don't say. We see it too. My mom sent me a screenshot my mom sent me a screenshot of somebody one of the tweets about him and she's like did you read the replies to this and i'm like of course i did mom i read the replies to everything everyone's replies get read and that's all it is is get him the ball he's so big get him the ball right i and i i don't i don't disagree with you i mean and i've i've been saying it not just because you guys are my guys (laughs) not just because i've known you for forever but the talent is there we've seen it and you're complaining about receivers not separating, but he doesn't need to separate. So get him the ball. And yes, sometimes he might drop the ball. Like you said, it hits him in the hands. You got to come down with it. We we you give him that crap that. too. We yep. tell him. You got to come down with that. But, <laughs> I let him have nothing. But like, even if that happens, go to him again. Because they're not going to stop him in most occasions. And nobody's going to jump up with him. It's just... It's always a mismatch. I know. It's it's one of those stupid things where it's like, it's this simple. And in football, it's never just that simple. But it is just that simple. Just give my boy the ball. Get him the ball. Just get him the ball. (laughs) And you know what? One day, in good health and good fortune, when Brev is playing on Sundays, Gophers fans are going to look back and be like, why didn't we get him the ball more? We had him. Look what he's doing. So let's not be that. Let's not be that Coach Fleck. Let's not be that Coach Shiraka. Let's get him the ball. Let's do it. And that's my TED Talk. Thank you for coming to my <laughs> TED Talk. Now, we're going to flip to the defensive side of ball. Who do you got as the best player for the defense this week? Uh, I oh, I feel like every time I've gone with Tyler Newbin. Oh, no, maybe I did hit on him one, one week. I, I like Tyler. I think even... Even when we were we were down against Penn State, he had the motor. He was still I'm I'm going like we we still have a shot. There was, at no point was that game over for him until the, until the end of that fourth. And so I'm I'm going with him. I think he's going to get this defense. You know, let's go, let's shape up, let's get the season on. I'm with you. Uh, talking about guys who need to play on Sundays one day. Hopefully he will be there as well. Great. He was not only there for Penn State, but he was absolutely all over the place for Illinois as well. He's definitely got the motor, and I'm going to take another player that is typically a motor on this defense, wasn't so hot in the Penn State game and needs to get right. Mariano Sorimarin, I think he is going to get it right this week. The communication is going to be on point. These guys are going to be 
the defense that we remember. It's going to look good. It's going to get back on track. I do truly believe that, especially if the offense can keep the ball in their hands. I feel like we're gassing our defense out out there right now. We, yep. we got them playing out there a whole lot. So now's the time where the offense will keep the ball, let these guys get a breather, and then they'll go out there and thrive as well. I agree. It seems like these last three games, we haven't been able to play that pace of offense that we've liked to. And it does mm. it, the way it, our us not being able to play that offense that PJ likes to run, that we control the ball has, has made it difficult for the defense to play the style of defense they like to play too. So it's mm-hmm. one's got to, something's got to give there. So. All right. The next question is which team will have more turnovers? I think it's going to be us. It's it it's it's unfortunate, but I think it might be us. And I still think we're going to win. And I'm not saying it's going to be a lot of turnovers, not like you know five or six, but I think we, I think it's going to be us, because that's just how being a Gopher fan goes. Like we we can't have just easy wins. We gotta we gotta ride the ride the roller coaster a little bit, you know. <laughs> I I know, and I. I can see the case, but I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to say we're going to force it. We're going to get right. That could be us getting one interception and them having no turnovers. So like, or them forcing no turnovers. So I think it will probably be a lower turnover margin, but I hope that we can capitalize on it. Now, who will be the most effective pass catcher this week? Uh, See, if Athens starts, I want to say Brev. Just because the backup or not backup, I don't want backup quarterbacks. They they do it makes it easier for them to have a check down guy. You know, if if it's not open down the field, it's easy to just be like, all right, I got my tight end at five, tight end at five. I got my running back at five. You know, so I think that's going to be a big important part if Athen is starting because it's going to give give himself more options and more kind of. All right, not open downfield, boom. So I'm gonna well, go. first, I'm going to save you from the mentions. Uh, it's Ethan, and you've said it right the whole time, except Ethan. for this time. But Man. I want to save you from the comments that are coming. My boy knows. My you boy guys knows. have not okay. even heard me attempt his last name, and I won't try it. I won't try it's, it. I got you. It's Kaliak <laughs> Manis. Kaliak Manis. And you want to know why I know? <laughs> because his dad corrected me on the first show that I did this past summer when I was absolutely slaughtering it. So I appreciate that, Alex. You're a real one. You saved me on that. But Kaliak Manis is Ethan and Dino's last name. Uh, pass catcher wise, if Brev's my player of the game, I would also be picking him. But since you did, I'm going to go with Dalen. Because mm. if Ethan is playing, I think that he'll he's not going to be afraid to throw up some 50-50 balls to him and let him go win it, let him go attack let him go it, let him it. get back in the groove of things and get him out there because he hasn't even been getting targets lately. Yep. And, you know, it's like the squeaky wheel approach that people talk about. Once once things aren't working and people get frustrated or things don't go right, you want to get that by, guy back in the swing of things and get everything going right. So he'll be my pick this week. I like that. That's a good pick. All right, two questions left. Two questions. Right. The first one is who scores the first touchdown for the Gophers in this game? Uh, I'm going Mo. I'm going Mo. I think we. I think that opening drive. You know, whether our first drive, I think we're gonna we're gonna work the ball down the field, and things are gonna go smoothly. Like I said, I know that I I predicted a turnover or two, 
But I don't think it's going to be on that first drive. I think we're going to come out strong and and look like the Gophers we want to see. So I'm going Mo. I'm down the field. I'm going with Brev. Let's do it. I'm I'm going all in. This is the week. This is the takeoff week. This is the week where everyone's like, thank you. Finally, <laughs> we made it happen. Thank you. Let's do this. <laughs> I already gave him my week and he blew it. So I'm not giving him no more. <laughs> this is my turn. So fingers crossed we'll make it work. All right. The final question that everybody wants to know, if you have to pick one, who's going to start this week, Ethan or Tanner? Mm. If it goes off of what I feel, I think Tanner's back at the reins this week. Um, I don't hate – no, not nothing against Tanner, obviously, and I don't think Tanner – I think Tanner wants everyone to succeed around him as well. But I think – I don't hate the idea of Aiden starting, though, because, see, now I'm scared to say his name. Did you hear my hesitancy? <laughs> but uh, I don't hate the idea. <laughs> I thought if I just said it real quiet, people would just know who I'm talking about. Um, just throw like an uh, AK no, I don't, or eight. I don't. I know <laughs> number eight. Number eight. <laughs> but I, I don't think Gopher fans will be disappointed to see him out there either. And I don't hate the idea either. Um, we kind of are where we are in the season, and it doesn't feel like it hurts to you know let him keep getting reps. So I, I am going to pick Ethan to start this week, and I think it's because of how big concussion talks have been in football over the past few weeks, especially because of Tua. And I feel like everybody is being more cautious. Everybody's taking more caution towards it. So I think this week, I think it will be Ethan. Now, after that, your guess is as good as mine. I think it could depend on how he plays. I think it could depend on if PJ's like, no, we got to send our guy out. Right. I, I don't know. That point is as good a guess as you could give me, but did PJ say anything about it? Huh? Did, did PJ say anything about it in his in the pressers this week at he all? Said, he said that um, he's doing surprisingly well. Um, he's feeling pretty good. Said it's still up to the medical staff. And again, he does his pressers on Mondays. So oh, okay, I was gonna say that sounds to me like like it's not like he's not gonna go because right. he, he that was Monday. He loves to not tell people. He does his show on Tuesdays. Uh, for, I think it's with Fox or something like that, but I didn't catch that this week. So I don't know. I think they're going to play it on the safe side, uh, especially because you don't want to mess around with that that stuff. Uh, but uh, from then on, I, I have no clue. But this week, I think it's Ethan, and I think it's a great opportunity for you to get him more reps to get practice for that 2023 doozy that we just talked about of some crazy schedule games. I agree. Ooh. That's going to be, that's going to be a year, but <laughs> that's going to do it for us on today's show. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe. I hope you're dropping comments down below and not just praising Tristan because he gets it enough folks. He knows. We're not he mad knows. at that either. We're not mad at that either. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening. Tristan will be back next week. Hopefully we're talking about a dub and getting it back on track. Any final words for the people? I got nothing. Let's let's go get this win. We need we need the crowd. We need the crowd. I'll be, I'll be there, and I'll do everything I can as long as everyone else does is everything they can too. Boom. Positive Boom. vibes. Pressure's on because even if you don't do everything you can, this man will be. So I'm you should be too. <laughs> I'm calling people out. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it. Row the boat, Skyuma, go Gophers.